Wait, I can't believe you're going to leave the office and start your own firm. Yeah, man, it's going to be good. Well, what are you going to do? How are you going to get clients? Two words for you. Yellow page ads. That's three words. Welcome to today's process. The skeptical utopian. Stand up, push forward. Let's light the lantern. How does the husband entrepreneur escape the understory while still having a marriage that not just survives, but thrives in an environment where modern business is under attack? The fog of the understory covers everything, and we are surrounded by monsters and bandits. My name is Wade Skalski, the understory lawyer, and we will face them together as we build the classic American business. Admission to the understory is free. But understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, husband entrepreneur? Those of you who are in the understory against your will and those of you who are in the understory on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. All right. So today we've got a lot of different, we're going to have a lot of different, a few moving parts, but a lot of moving ideas. So if you want a more linear podcast that goes from A to B to C to D, today might not be the podcast for you because I'm going to, I'm going to come at your noggin from about four different directions and we're going to do some history. We're going to do some personal history. We're going to do some philosophy. We're going to be all over the place today. So get buckle up buttercup. Let's, let's light this candle. So, all right. Or light the lantern or whatever. All right. I got a, I got a, I got a nose emergency. Hold on one second. I don't know what that was. I don't know. I don't really have allergies right now, but I got the, the sniffles. Maybe it is allergies or I don't know, acid reflux or the, hist- the history of Wade's old man noises. Remember, my old man noises are a feature, not a bug. If you don't like it because of the production value, it's you. It's not me. We're not a good fit. So, um, all right. So I'm coming at you uh, like a lot of different directions. We're going to light some candles. We're going to light the lantern. We're, we're doing, we're lighting anything that can be lit and not burn the house down. So here we go. All right. When I was in the prosecutor's office, I was, you know, from 20, I was 25, 26 to, I was in there for a couple of years, two or three years to 28. It was a little fuzzy. It was a little fuzzy. That time was, there were a lot of gin fizzes that were being drank. And, uh, when I decided that I was going to leave and, and, uh, I, I had, to, there was a very seminal moment in the prosecutor's office where I was like, okay, I, I gotta leave cause this is not going to work. Uh, and I write about it in my book, the husband or uh, creative clearing, the husband entrepreneur's guide to escape the nine to five. If you were listening to this in real time, it's, uh, uh August 4th, 2021 for my loyal listeners, uh, go to Amazon and buy the book. If you want it, creative clearing, the Husband Entrepreneur's Guide to Escape the 9 to 5, Wade Skalsky, S-K-A-L-S-K-Y. Just search for it because come on Sunday or Monday, it's going from $7 or $12 or whatever it is uh, to $150. So I'm not... I was I was in deep in the high ticket elite level marketing um, or high IQ elite level marketing world. Where I was like, I'm going to do a free plus shipping book. And yes, that works. That certainly works for some people. I'm, I'm not. I, obviously, there are people that have great success with that. But uh, I I didn't work. I didn't I didn't go through the decade of darkness. I didn't I didn't sit every morning and write that thing. Um, when I was effectively broke so that I could then just give it away for $7. So it's going to be a high ticket book. It's going up to $150 on Sunday or Monday. That is not fake scarcity. So if you want a copy of it for $12, I think Amazon ships anywhere, anywhere in the world for it. 
uh, go buy it. Even if you're not a, even if you're not someone who's in a nine to five and wants to escape to a nine to five, it still has some some concepts that you can use for sure. So this is your warning. I don't. I'm not going to tell it to you again. Go get it. So. All right. Now we've cleared that out. Let's talk about this. Back to the prosecutor's office. So I was like, all right, I'm out of here. This is I had my little experience. And the only point of reference that I had really was um, I had interviewed for a bunch of I had like 12 or 13 interviews uh, for law firms. Um, I had a lot of interviews because I went to a really good law school. I had a pretty decent GPA there. And uh, I I just did not I, I did not have any idea what I was doing in the interview process. I was just like, I will I'll just be my floppy headed gregarious self and uh, tell, 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 tell jokes. I'll do my bar game. And so established law firms don't like your bar game in interviews. I don't know if you know that. Uh, so I didn't get any job offers, even though I, it was, it was really befuddling to me back then, but I was, uh, I was slightly immature. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it, t- it only took me like 30 years to work that out. And, uh, so anyway, so, uh, I was at the, pro- so I got this job at the prosecutor's office. I was, I was mature enough for the prosecutor's office though. That was, that's, you know, wasn't mature enough for, for 12 different law firms when I was 25. They're like, nope, you got good, you got good grades. You came from a great top 20 school. There's just some, there's, there's some fundamental fatal flaw you have. It's you're just, we just tell it's, it's not us. It's you, Wade. <laughs> And they were right. It would have been an epic disaster if I was at that time, if I was gonna have to build my time in six minute increments, it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have lasted very long at all. And everybody knew it. So, but the prosecutor's office, they were like, it's a government job. You don't have to bail it. We like, we like your bar game. You'll, you'll identify with the people you're going to put in jail. So, um, so anyway, so I was like, I'm going to leave. And then, and then what happened was, is that, you know, some, some of the people were like, well, what are you going to do? Because that is when you have a really good, like government job, and you look at everyone around you in that government job. And, and because I could have retired by now, like I could have retired six years ago from that job and I could be retired right now. Like I it would have had a, a pension at that time because they do pensions then. And like it was like I would have been it would have been like great. And people would have been they were all befuddled by it. Now, I would have probably killed myself and there's I probably would have. I would have gotten fired for some reason. It's really hard to get fired from it. It's, it's actually, it's hard to get fired from a government job. It's not that hard to get fired from a prosecutor's job. They, they, there are things you can do there that they take kind of seriously. So, um, <laughs> so I was like, rather than get fired, I was like, let's get out of here. And uh, people are like, well, how are you going to get clients? And I was like, I had no idea. You know, my dad, he had a business and that's why I had, that was my background. I was like, well, if my dad can do it. I can do it. And so my dad was in a construction business and, and, um, the fatal reasoning there was that, is that, uh, is that just, you just start to open a business and clients come to you. Like I knew nothing about marketing. I knew nothing about getting clients. And, but I was like, well, I was, what is everybody else doing? And so I looked around and then the most successful guy that did criminal defense that I saw was a dude. I can't remember his name, Philip something, something. And Philip something, something had full page, yellow page ads. Right. And, uh, and they was, those were expensive. And this is remember, this is like 1998 dollars. Right. So our currency, you know, the dollar is like has devalued to what it used to be able to buy, you know, even 10 years ago. Um, but anyway, so I was like, well, I'm, I guess I have to get a yellow page ad. So I, ca- I called the yellow page guys and, you know, this is the internet had just, the internet came out like what, 95, somewhere in there, right? Email came out in 97, something like that, whatever. And, um, and so it was just in its infancy. And so people still use the yellow pages. And I was like, well, this is a great idea. And, uh, and the, it was a lesson that I learned that, that, uh, 
I should have listened to, but I want you to listen to. And there's two lessons here. Okay. So let's first talk about the, uh, well, if it works for that person's business, it'll work for my business. That is a fatal flaw because, um, I, I can't tell you how many people that I've seen do something in business for marketing that works for them. And then you try to emulate it and it does not work for you. And the reason is, is that many times an idea that someone has for marketing or a strategy that someone has for marketing, the reason why it works very well is because it's first to market. Okay. Um, I'll give you an example. I have a friend of mine who has a very successful firm and he is in the Latin market. Like, so when he started his firm, nobody was advertising to the Latin market in Phoenix. And so he, he was like, I'm, this is a great idea. I'm going to, I'm going to service this market. And so he just got in there and then he just grew his firm from nothing. And then he just exploded because nobody was servicing those people. So if you were to try to copy that and say, well, I'm just going to, you know, run eight radio ads to the Latin market, or I'm going to, you know, there's so many things that are wrong with that. First, you're not to mar- first to market anymore. Second, like radio ads don't work as well as they did in 1999 or whatever it was or 2000, whenever he did it. And so you can't look at what someone did because the market is different. Um, the, 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 like the micro market is different in terms of whoever you're servicing, because by definition, if, if someone is already there, then it is a different market from when that person went to it. So it's the micro market, which is like, okay, that's different. And then it's the macro market. Like what are people in the whole used to and what, how do they buy? And those things all change and they're moving all the time. So, right. So like it was Seth Godin says, you can be first or you can be the best. Those are your two options. And, um, but anyway, so, but for me, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to copy what this guy did. I made the same mistake when I moved to Los Angeles and I was trying to, oh, there's a guy that was really big there who, um, and he did radio ads. I was like, well, I'm going to do radio ads. And I ran like $8,000 in radio ads in a month. And I got one call for $8,000. Uh, and I did not sign that call because it was a, it wasn't even for, it wasn't even for what I was advertising for. Okay. So this whole idea that you're going to copy someone else's framework or ideas or whatever exactly and get the same result. Um, that's a high IQ elite level marketing idea that that's used to sell stuff. And, um, you know, because of the, and I talk about that on my book too, about the wider effect that the people are successful, but, but there's more chance involved with you being successful in that than you think. Okay. So you have to determine it's better to learn a process in business and then find and discover your own way around basic principles than it is to try to do a franchise or try to, in my opinion, or try to copy what someone else is doing or do some multi-level marketing thing or whatever. Right now, those things can all be useful to learn, right? Like you can learn tactical skills, but the ultimate strategy of what you're going to do um, on the day to day, how you're going to generate your clients and traffic and all of that, that changes daily. All right. So first figure out the strategy and then you just, you know, and then you got to figure out, okay, what are the tactics of the day? And then what are the tactics that will work for me specifically? So I publish every day. The podcast is a way that I bring people into my world. There are lots and lots and lots of people that cannot publish every day simply because they would be paralyzed by having to come up with ideas every day. I'm an idea machine. So I could, I could publish three times a day if I was healthy, like meaning if I was eating right and exercising, not drinking gin fizzes, I could easily publish three, um, three, three podcasts a day easily. Now, um, so why do I tell you this with regards? Well, the, let's just say the yellow pages did not work. Right. And the person that said, um, you know, 
uh, that's two words, that's three words, not two words, right? Is that they're going to poke the skeptical utopian. You're going to give them your plan. And it could be your wife, your wife's a lot. Many times your wife is a skeptical utopian, right? In terms of specifically when it comes to security issues and you're telling her, I want to leave my nine to five, or I want to, this business that, you know, this business that we're making $800,000 a year on, I don't really like doing it anymore. I'm going to start a new business. Your wife is going to look at you like, okay, great. I'm going to murder you in your sleep for the life insurance proceeds. But I've met those guys. And the thing is, is that if you're in a if you're in a million dollar business and you hate it and it's eating you up, um, it's gonna you're gonna it's going to burn to the ground. So better that you come up with a strategy and an escape brand to get out of it now. Tell your wife. Don't tell her right away. Don't be like, "Well, I'm I'm joining the circus." Don't do that. But you know, kind of figure out a strategy to let it get it get it, get her some results in the other business and kind of dole out that decision over time. Okay. So let me take a drip of a, dri- a drip. Let me take a drink of my. Drip nootropic coffee. One moment. We're just throwing all production by the wind today. We don't care. It's not, it's not me. It's you. Um, so, all right. So the skeptical utopian is going to look at is first of all, they're going to, they're going to attack your delivery. That's three words, not two words. Right. And that's not, I'm not imitating my wife there. I'm just imitating an average skeptical utopian. Pick your gender. Doesn't matter. Don't care. Um, and then the other thing they're going to do is they're going to they're going to they're going to probably be right. So if you're going to start a business, the skeptical utopian is going to point out that you're going to fail and they're probably right. The chances of you coming out of the gate and having a successful business, the chances of you going from a successful business to a new business and having it just work right out. Very slim. And the reason is just exactly what I said before. Even the business that you created, if you were to go, well, I'm going to go do the same thing. Micro market has changed. The consumer has changed and the macro market has changed. Okay. And so, so you have to get this around your head that it's not, it's not the best idea. It's not even the best execution of an idea. Um, It is the best process. The best process is how you build a business. That's why they call it best, best practices. Right. And so you need to start thinking about what's a, what's the sort of, what are some rules and processes that I can kind of look at and come up for myself? I have a framework of review, reframe, restart, right? Very useful for me. And so when I get in the weeds and I'm like, this didn't work, I'm like, just review it. What didn't work? Reframe it. Okay. It's a lesson learned. And this is for this, this, and this, and then start again. It's, it's never starting over. It's always restarting because starting over takes a lot of energy, but restarting doesn't take that much energy. When think of a NASCAR race, right? They're going around, they're going really, really fast. There's a wreck. They go yellow flag. They slow down. They don't stop. They don't do, you know, and they, and they just kind of go around and then they just do the restart comes around and uh, they don't do, they don't do like a, you know, sometimes I'll have to do a cold restart, but it takes a lot more energy to go from that, you know, from you're just kind of going kind of slow and then you keep going. We don't ever want to go from zero to 200 again. We just always want to go from 60 to 200. Okay. We're always restarting. And so, yeah, the yellow page ads didn't work. In fact, almost nothing worked for 15 years, Right. And there were some months I made a lot of money. There were another other months I made no money. And when it was great, it was great. And when it sucked, it sucked. And the thing was, is that, um, the thing was, is just, I didn't, I was in the wrong business. Okay. I was in the wrong business serving the wrong clients. And although I made money, I could never, I could never have the discoveries and I could never get to the place to have those discoveries because I just was like not being fed by the business. Now I was feeding myself. Eventually I fed my family, but I just wasn't being fed by the business. And I firmly believe that it's not enough just to make money. It's not enough just to make money. And 
Um, I'm telling you this. Why am I telling you this? Well, okay. So we got the skeptical utopian who's going to tell you it's not going to work. It's probably not going to work. Okay. However, it won't work in the short term, but it will work over the long term. I don't know how long it's going to take. For me, it took a very long time. But the reason why I tell you that is because I stepped on a lot of landmines and I fought a lot of monsters and bandits, like all of them. Like I would say 80, I did 85% and 95% of things wrong. And so I did all of that. And so I can tell you about it so that you don't do the same thing. And I can compress time frames for you. I can't come up. I can't tell you, uh, I will never, almost never do like, this is how you get traffic. Let's talk about Google tag manager, right? Like, no, um, because I know that the moment that I was to do some kind of podcast like that, that it would be obsolete, like in three days, right? Because like I said, everything's always changing, but what I can always relentlessly talk about is a process and how you can discover what's going to work for you and your, your market and your avatar and, and, and all of that. Like what's your ranger mission? What's your ranger project? What's your process? Okay. And so anyway, so, so, so that didn't work for the prosecutor's office. It didn't work. It didn't work for the personal firm. It didn't work when I went and worked for the other two, the two other firms that I went two or three other firms that I went to work for during that time. And, but eventually it got me here where I'm the understory lawyer. And I, 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 I held, I signed up three clients yesterday or two clients yesterday, two new clients yesterday for trademarks. And I just was like, they're my favorite type of Pete. They're my perfect avatar. They're husband entrepreneurs. One of them is just starting a business and one of them is pivoting from another business. So those are the two bookends of, of my, of my, my business, right. Of the understory lawyer. And in one day I got both, I got both ends of the spectrum, which sort of closes a loop for me because it shows you that and it was two totally different conversations. The the established entrepreneur was was very specific in in what they were looking for, and the the beginning on you know the, the person who was just starting out their business and and hasn't had a successful business quite yet, and is trans- transitioning from a nine to five. That person, that conversation was much different. But I could I could service both of those people, and I could have and I knew how to have each conversation and all of them in between with the same process and the same strategy as the, as getting them to understand that the trademark is the strategy. Okay. And, um, don't, so what I'm trying to tell you is that as long as you have a process, don't worry about, don't worry about in the beginning when you think, Oh, maybe the skeptical utopians are right. Maybe, um, maybe I am doing this kind of wrong. Like maybe they are right. Maybe I shouldn't be starting my business. And, and the thing that you will always have that they will never have is a process. The thing that you will have that they will never have is a belief in the classic American business. The thing that you will have that they will never have is a belief in the ethos, not the utopia. See, the thing is, man, is that is like you have in your mind this utopian idea of the business you want to build. Me too. I, I This is where it starts. You're in the creative clearing. You come up with the idea in the creative clearing and then you go in the understory and then you you figure it out. You discover it. You form it and then you build it on the hill. That's the process. But the thing that you build on the hill, the classic American business that you build on the hill is, is never what you have in your mind because you're an imperfect person and it's an imperfect world. And so stop worrying about perfection. Stop worrying about having to know everything. Put your faith in a process that will get you there no matter what. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. As long as you keep grinding. 
in your process, not grinding for work, not grinding for like, I'm going to work 50 hours. Like, no, that's not a, that's not a sustainable process for you. And, and, and if, if there's an entrepreneur that that's how they did it, right? Like I'm not bagging on that person, but that per, it's just like me and it's just like me and publishing every day. Like I'm an idea machine. It would be stupid of me to tell you that you have to publish every day because I know that 95% of you won't be able to do that. Actually, probably more like 98% of you won't be able to do that. Now I'll lay out for you how to do that in a three-year plan. If you have a conscientiousness of four like me, but you're an idea machine, like, yeah, I know how to do that. But I don't part the process that I tell you to do is to publish a lot for you, whatever that means. And as you grow the pub, the amount that you publish will grow. So right now, once a month might be a lot of publishing for you. That might be so that might be the most difficult thing in the history of time to do, but start now, start publishing. Because if it's a lifetime process, then it doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't matter to me if it takes you six years to start publishing like consistently in a lot. The one thing is the process of becoming an authentic creative collaborator is what's important. Because then you can you can point to your work and you can say, hey, this is who I am. I'm trying my best to be transparent. I don't always succeed, but I'm trying my best. I'm not perfect. Perfection is not the requirement. Perfection is not a requirement. And I'm just out there and I'm, I'm doing my process every day. And this is who I want to help. And this is how I want to help them. And, and uh, are you open for a collaboration? Because uh, I'm really not interested in fighting. I'm really not interested in negotiating with you. I'm interested in coming together. Like our forefathers did. They didn't, you know, if you had a ranch next to another guy who had a ranch or if you had a, a cabin next to another guy who had a cabin, you had your little homestead and he has a little homestead, you're, you you may barter. You may be like, how are we going to cooperate? But you, you know, when the bandits came or when the, the storms came or, you know, one of you didn't have food because the crop, their, your crop failed because the bugs attacked your crops, not the other guy's crops, you came together. Because you knew that although you had food in this this winter, you might not have food the next winter. And so it's, you knew that it was not only the right thing to do from like a moral Christian perspective or whatever your morality was in the woods. But it was also the selfish thing to do. Cooperating is a survival necessity, especially now. And. You know, the funny thing about the Yellow Pages, and I don't know if you know this, but the Yellow Pages were started in the Great Depression. It was the idea that, you know, the the the, the idea of let your fingers do the walking was the was the uh, was the was the motto. And because it, because gas was expensive or getting on your horse and running around or whatever it was that you had, it was like they're like, just call them up, just call them up and be like, yo, what do you got? Is, and then you could call around and you could let your fingers do the walking instead of you you're using your feet. And that business was formed during the depression. Now, the skeptical utopian was like, whatever the guy's name that invented it was like, John, this, it's no one's going to want to get on the phone and start calling around. Everyone's just at home sad. It's the Great Depression. There's no food. Everyone's unemployed. Why would you want to start a business now? And it's because John or whatever his name was, and I should probably look that up, whatever the dude's name was, it's like, he's like, because I have to do it. I don't, it doesn't matter what's happening in the world. I'm in a process and my process demands that I build a business, that I build an American business on the Hill. 
And that business didn't last forever because John didn't last forever. Most of you probably don't even know what the yellow pages are. It was a big yellow book with all the phone numbers in it that you actually had to look in in, in to figure out. It was like the early version of Google. It's worth a Google. You would just have to go look up. I need a car. I need a library. And so you'd look in the library section and be like, here are all the libraries in town or whatever. This was a book with the phone numbers in it, but someone had to actually put all that stuff together. And the skeptical utopians would have told them not to do it, but it became a very successful business that lasted right until about 1998. So 70, 80 years. It's still there today. It's, it's, it's online now, but let me put it to you this way. It lasted long enough and made enough money that, that John or whoever invented it was fine. And so was his family. And so was his grandkids and their grandkids and their grand. And then their grandkids will tell two grandkids and then their grandkids will tell two grandkids. Don't worry. You know, people think, talk about like they want to build a legacy business that lasts forever and all that and nothing lasts forever. And that's great to have that as your kind of your, you know, your, your goal, if you want to do that, but you set the foundation, the universe sets the ceiling. The yellow pages were never going to last forever because technology was not going to allow them to. You can't, there was no way with the guy when you started the yellow pages could have even conceived of the internet. They barely had cars then. Who knows what's going to be the technology we're going to have in 70 years from now. So your business as you're building right now that you're like, this is going to last forever. You have no idea. So let's just build a classic American business the best that we can. Let's do cooperation, not negotiation. Let's look for fellow authentic creative collaborators. And let's not be afraid that the world is on fire right now. The last thing I want to talk about is that you may be being held back right now because you're like, well, wait, there, there are no, like there's help. There's help wanted signs everywhere. There's millions of jobs available. No one's working because they're scared or the government's paying them or whatever. And it's, it's a crazy time to start a business. Are you insane? It's a worldwide pandemic. It's, it's wherever you fall on the conspiracy theorist bandwagon all the way from everything's doing great. We're doing this great. We're, we're navigating this perfectly to it's an authoritarian takeover. Like, I don't care where you are in there. There is one thing that I, that is required of you if you want to build the great American business, and that's you have to have faith in the American ethos. America is not a perfect place. There are no perfect places. I will not go into the utopian Thunderdome with you and battle you on that. Two men enter, 5,001 leave. I'm not doing that. But I believe in America, and I believe in the ethos of America, and their perfection is not required of an ethos. It is the idea that it is a spirit and a spirit itself is always perfect. It is the spirit of the law, right? They say, well, this is what we're trying to accomplish. And when we put it to words, the words don't do a good enough job and we have these weird outcomes. And so we're trying to figure out what the spirit of the law was. It is the spirit of America. It's like we have this idea that's based upon the idea of individual liberty. That's it. That's if you want to boil it all down, if you want an individual choice, individ the dignity of choice, individual liberty is that we don't sacrifice the individual for a collective. That's America. That is the American ethos. That is the idea. And if you come from that ethos, if you come from that idea to make your decisions, if you're a politician or a business person or a family man or a, or a pastor or whatever, if you just come from that ethos, amazingly, hundreds of millions of people don't die. And anyone who tries to make an argument that they will is historically, philosophically, 
and metaphysically wrong. You don't have to believe in that America is perfect. You don't have to believe even that, you know, it's all going to work out. It may not work out for a long time. But when it does work out, when we write the ship, when when people who who enact and act upon and believe in the original idea of individual choice, the dignity of the individual, just that each of us are divine in our own way. In our own, we're divine in our own way, meaning that we are all, you're all special, get a, get a thing, but we're all divine in the same way. That's the best way to say it. We're all divine in the same way. We all have the divine spark as human beings within us, even though we're all wildly different. And is that divine spark, which if you make decisions based from that idea is why that we have innocent until proven guilty is why we have the freedom of speech. It's why people have the right to defend themselves. And it's not a perfect place and it's not a perfect time and you don't have the perfect business, but I will not be a skeptical utopian. I believe in you. And I believe in whatever you're trying to accomplish. You can build a classic American business on the hill and there's never been a better time in the history of time to do it than now. You know, back in the day when they were building these businesses, you needed, there were huge barriers to entry all over the place. Well, now there's the, the world is opening up. There's technology allows you to have technology allows you to, have, to, to not even to worry about those barriers of entry. And you can publish your own radio show, which is effectively what this is. 30 years ago, I wouldn't be able to do this. I would need a, a radio station. I need to buy a license and I need to buy the equipment and I wouldn't, you know, it's just all this overhead and I can just be in my garage bunker and I can have my own radio show. It's just called a podcast. The opportunities are there for you. Can you believe once more? Can you believe in yourself? Can you not yourself be a skeptical utopian? Can you believe in America in its ethos? It's going to work out. There are still enough people who live, believe in the American ethos. And that ethos of the individual is far stronger than the intellectual laziness of the belief in the collective that always results in hundreds of millions of people being killed. Always. Every time. And so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I have no idea, but I choose, I choose to believe in individual liberty. I choose to believe in the classic American business. And I choose to go into the understory every day, facing the monsters and bandits so that I can then go up on the hill and build the business to protect myself, to protect my family, to protect my community. And if enough people do that to protect our country. And I have no idea what's going to work and what's not going to work, but here's what I do know. If I don't try things, if I don't act, then I don't get feedback, then I can't course correct, then I can't find the things that will work. And neither can you. You're not going to think your way out of this problem. You have to get in there and fight the monsters and the bandits. You have to get in there and you have to act. Now is the time to act. 
So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger filled journal. If you don't have a Ranger filled journal, take out your regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one. You're going to need one from time to time. But for right now, take out your unicorn trapper keeper from the fifth grade. And what I want you to write down is, can I believe in the American ethos and start today? And just remember, there is no end if you stay on the path of understanding. All right, husband entrepreneurs, I know you want to escape the current understory that you're trapped in. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you're going to need a creative clearing, a place to stand where you can make decisions in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course or coach or codex, but I cannot help you unless you raise your hand and say, I am over here. Subscribe to my email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast has the philosophy, but the daily emails have the insights. Raise your hand and say, I am over here. Let's light the lantern. Subscribe at understory.news. The path of understanding never ends, but that does not mean you cannot get to where you want to go. Subscribe to my email list at understory.news. Go light the lantern.